a dancing dress well, Mama washed and combed the girl my hair And she painted my eyes and lived Then I stepped into a satin dancing dress I had a split from the side, clean up to my ear It was red velvet trimming and it fit me good Standing back from the looking glass there stood a woman more a half-grown kid it stood She said, here's your one chance, fancy, don't let me Tears welling up in her troubled eyes as she started to speak. She looked at a pitiful shack and then she looked at me and took a ragged breath. She said, Your paws run off. Ah, uh, what a difference 24 hours makes. Nice ride in this morning. Not uh, as bad as yesterday, that's for sure. Come on, Jeannie. Perk up. Perk up. Sorry. That's me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Come good, on. Good morning. There you go. <laughs> now, she, Jeannie's still in Florida. Yes. Uh, she. Uh, she looked at the weather and went, yeah, no, no, I'll be home in a couple of days. Yeah. All right, fine. She'll be home just in time for it to be up back in the 50s. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. She planned it, I'm she, sure. She, she knew. A, she's not even a real blonde. <laughs> it's no excuse. Uh, 8.06 is the time. Uh, started off with Reba McIntyre because yesterday was Reba's birthday. Uh-huh. And it wasn't on the, the, I just went to birthday artist and it wasn't there. And I was suitably reprimanded <laughs> so um, my apologies i love reba mm. absolutely do uh, just whatever reason they didn't snub yeah, like, yeah i was kind of like chris rock you know <laughs> uh, bang! Like, okay uh, and even the slap heard around the world didn't help the ratings for the oscars second lowest rating yeah i'm like you know and now everybody's weighing in going it was choreographed you could tell I'm like who cares right it didn't say what's the, what's the academy going to do Take back his Oscar? Well, they talked about it. Well, that, there's no way in hell they're going to take back his Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's like look at the ratings. Everybody, ooh, this is great. Uh, right. Give it back. No, they're not going to give it. Well, back. that's the thing. I mean, like, like it or not, it. I, I presume for the next Oscars, there's going to be a lot more people tuning in just to see if anything crazy happens. So, if anything, you probably helped. Maybe the thing survive. Uh, it's just <laughs> you know, you know, and and apparently at the uh, <clears throat> after party, everybody was is Will Smith going to show up? And, and he showed up at the party and ooh, it's like nobody cares. I know. So uh, much ado about nothing. It really is. But uh, that that's the hot, whole highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had gas. What they they uh, did some awards before the show, so nobody ever saw the awards. Yeah. And people are like, "Hey, this is about us." Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I know. I didn't miss it until you told me about it yesterday. It's like, huh? Yeah, I think I think probably ninety percent of people missed it because nobody watches it. Nope. Yeah. No, not at all. No. No, easy, uh, easy peasy ride in this morning. Um, yeah, not bad. No, no ice. No. Little, little breezy, but uh, I think it's supposed to calm down throughout the day. Yeah. And it's yeah. supposed to warm up into the yeah. 30s tomorrow's or... better. Tomorrow's every day better gets than, better. Yeah. Yeah. And we're fine. Yeah. I was looking at gas prices around the state. Cheapest gas in the state right now, as of twenty. Well. Yeah, about twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Um three seventy nine in yeah. Seabrook. Yeah. Got a three eighty four in Rochester, three eighty five in Holderness, three eighty nine in Hampton Falls, Seabrook, Allenstown, Derry, Londonderry, Seabrook, Moultonboro, all at three eighty nine. 
Hmm. Most expensive gas in the state. Yep. If you are heading south on 93, hooks at north and hooks at south, yep. bing, 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 449 a gallon. Oof. Ow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 445, two places in Nashua, 444 Ashland and New Hampton, 442 Bristol, 440 Wentworth, uh, 439 Manchester, Lincoln, 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 Holderness, <laughs> Holderness, and New Hampton. Okay. Wow. So um, I'm, I'm looking at the 93 corridor. Um, get off of it, um, uh, or just be prepared. Yeah, around here it's it's like 409, 419. Yeah, I, I 404 in Warner. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, you know, okay, it's not great, but yeah. it ain't 449. I thought it was on the news yesterday that the state had uh, temporarily postponed the state gas tax. Is that? I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know if they actually went through it or not, yeah. or if it was just proposed. Uh, they, they're talking about all kinds of proposals, no. you know. Sending rebate checks. Yeah, uh, I saw the government ones, yeah. Uh, talk, 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 talk. Right. You know, yeah. whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, let's see. Uh, a week ago, uh, it was uh, Ford 19 a gallon in New Hampshire, average. Um, today, nope. today it's four. 17 a gallon no. uh, a month ago it was 353 a gallon and a year ago today 272 a gallon <sighs> yeah yeah remember when that seemed high <laughs> uh, you know and, and russia ukraine they're i try to stay on top of that um apparently the ukrainians just took back a city yeah kicked the russians out yeah I saw like, that. okay yeah and then they were at the peace talks one of the uh, Ukrainians was poisoned. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. I know. This is like a bad family Thanksgiving, you know? <laughs> a really bad Thanksgiving. Yeah, really. It's just, wow, bringing the crazy aunt and uncle to the party. <laughs> yeah. Not good. No, it's so, a I don't know what's happening. And the president, you know, uh, our guy is <sighs> yeah. not really uh, clearing the waters. Not and, uh, so particularly. I, so, you know, so choices between Ukraine, Russia, poison, Biden, Chris Rock got slapped. Yeah, I'm going to Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I, I can so, get my yeah. hands around yeah. that. That's why know? it's so popular. It's just because it's just a distraction from the <laughs> everything else, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, this is something I can get behind. I can get my arms around that. <laughs> I, and now there's a seven-hour uh, missing chunk of Trump's phone calls on. Uh, right. Like we have nothing else to worry about. <laughs> yeah. You like, know that, that stuff. You guys in the Beltway. That you eat, sleep, and breathe that stuff. Mm -hmm. The rest of us are living life. So I'm sorry we don't, you know, follow you and, and get our underwear in a knot about this stuff. We mm -hmm. just don't. It's like, hey, I'm worried. It's cold. Do I have wood for the wood stove? Yeah. I got coffee. Okay, good. Truck started. Yay. Simple things. <laughs> you know? It really. That's all I care about. The water's hot. Yeah, uh, nice. No kidding. A12 is the time. Uh, we're going to, again, kind of an eclectic morning. I love those mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And a uh, little ray of sunshine going to be on the radio this morning. Uh, Maura McCann from uh, New Hampshire Lottery. Uh, she's always, you know, optimistic. She, she's the one that gets to hand out the checks to everybody. She loves that. <laughs> yeah, if it was other people's money, I could do that too, Maura. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's always a blast. And um, uh, the author and uh, naturalist, um, I mean, he's going to be wearing clothes, but um, nature guy. Thank God. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, David Carroll, uh, David uh, Fave, uh, he's the turtle guy and um, uh, multifaceted author, artist. And I figured we'd get David now because everything's still frozen. The turtles are still not moving around yet. So 
either get David now or we won't see him until like September because he'll be in the swamps doing his research. So David's going to come in and maybe uh, one of the officers from uh, Northwoods Law be joining us later too. So busy morning. We'll take a break. Back on the other side, 813. Against you, girl, get back in bed. I feel lucky. I feel lucky. Uh, 11, 18, 39, 58, 62, and the Powerball was three. I didn't get any of those. Uh, Maura, I got nothing last night, girl. Thank you for helping pay my salary. (laughs) (laughs) The lovely and cheeky Maura McCann from New Hampshire Lottery back with us. Yeah, I I got one number uh, out of... Uh, Yeah, I know, I know. uh, Only a few more. But guess what? Nobody else won either. So Wednesday night, over $200 So. Do most people, uh, okay, so the estimated jackpot, 206 mil, cash value, 130 million, 400,000. Most people opt for the 130 million? Yes, everybody takes the cash. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Do, would, now um, do I owe taxes on that 130 million, or are, yeah. are all the taxes taken out from the jackpot? No. Oh, no. No, you're going to owe. Mm-hmm. We're going to take 24%. That's the federal law requires us to take 24%. Oh. And then I'm told that you'll be in a much, much higher tax bracket, so you will owe more than the 24%. So. Ow. <laughs> wow. No good deed goes unpunished, huh? I know. Wow, 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 wow. I know. Uh, so what's ton- but- tonight's Mega Millions? Okay, $60 million. I could do okay with that. Yeah, definitely. It's so funny, too. I mean, I get it that big jackpots attract players, yep. but, you know, as you and I sit here, $60 million's not going to change your life. Damn skippy right? it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Okay, so, so j- jackpot for tonight, Mega Millions, um, $60 million. Cash value, $37 million. Nine hundred thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. that's still a, that's a slightly lower tax bracket than one hundred and thirty million. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, we're going to have to call on somebody else to weigh in on that. You know, when we talk those millions, completely out of my world. Do you do you see? And I know you you guys do a phenomenal job of tracking this stuff. But when the jackpots go up on Powerball and and Mega Millions, uh, do the lower tier stuff also escalate as well? Just the number of prizes won, yes. Yeah. You can see that more people are playing, and when more people play, of course, more people are going to win. So, um, you know, the prizes are the same regardless, but we see more people winning. Hmm. So you, yeah. you, you like the big jackpots because that helps Love solve it. the lower-tier stuff. Love it. Yep. It is so much fun when those jackpots get high and... You know, and we we love to remind people it only takes a ticket, 
you know, it's a $2 purchase to get in on that big jackpot. So, um, but, you know, we love all of our creative material that we put out there, you know, don't miss out, big jackpot, jackpot alerts, you know, and now that we have iLottery, which is our online sales platform, all you have to do is just, you know, right from the palm of your hand with your mobile phone, you can buy tickets. So if you're sitting at home and you're like, ooh, the jackpot's tonight, I'm going to buy a ticket, bam, you can do it. So it's great. Wow. Okay, so what's what's this little thing I see on the website? Deposit and get $5 iLottery dollars? Yes. What is that? Yes. That's all part of the online sales platform, and it really is just to invite players to join. Oh, oh. Yeah, to kind of give them a taste of, you know, what it's all about. Oh, that's cool. I know. So do I, to to do this, do I have to establish an account with you? You do. Oh, okay, okay. Easy peasy. Okay. Yeah. Now, is that that my bank bank? Uh, account or a credit card or what you can you can it's either debit card or you can connect it with your like checking account or oh. there are uh, many ways to oh wow kind of become a part of that now but, is that, is that yeah. taken off for you is that uh, hitting expectations it is it is lots of people like it definitely wow and 50 cents uh 50 cents is the cheapest i can do right well, some of the uh, e-instant games, yeah. which is just like a scratch ticket online, you could play as little as ten cents a ticket. Really? Yeah, wow, ten cents up to twenty dollars a ticket. Now that that appeals to the Scotsman in me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I played the nickels. I, I was at the Hard Rock Cafe in Vegas on the nickel slots. Hello. Do they still have those? Yeah. Well, they did when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was nobody was playing it, you know. Oh, there's, I know. There's something very it's cheesy to you, right? Well, it's something very cheesy about hitting fifty dollars in nickels and having it come down. Oh, it just sounds very man. clunky. Yeah. It's, yeah. So I, yeah, that's that's quite the zing. Yeah, I stayed away from that machine after that. But <laughs> God. Uh, so, any more new games coming in? Well, here we are, almost in April, right? Yeah. So, new scratch tickets on sale. Really exciting. A $25 scratch ticket just went on sale Monday statewide. Granite State Premier. Top prize, $2 million. Ooh. I know. Now, how many ways can you win on that ticket? It's a scratch ticket, so it has lots of prizes. Okay. Over $60 million in prizes to be won, um, but always one of our most popular games out there. When a $25 ticket hits the market, Bam! It's incredible. Now you you can't play, can you? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think so. Yeah, but you know, after like three decades, if I knew how to win my own lottery, do you think I would still be working? Well, no, I get that. I, right. I know, but you know what it's like. If, I it, know. If if you win think. something, if you or Charlie right. just bought one ticket and you happen <laughs> to win, it's rigged. It's fake. You know. I know. Definitely, we do not. Let's make it clear. We do not know what the winning numbers are, yep. nor do we know where the winning scratch tickets are across the state. Mm. No idea. Wow. Pure luck. Wow, wow, wow. Well, yep. And then, of course, April coming on, we have a cool promo going on every Friday in April. It's called Fast Play Fridays. 
Now, Fast Play is a ticket that's printed directly from the lottery terminal. It's kind of like a scratch ticket, but you don't have to scratch it. So every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m., wherever lottery tickets are sold, if you buy a $10 Jackpot 7s ticket, you're going to get a $2 Electric 8s Fast Play ticket free. Really? So 4 to 6 p.m. across the state. Exciting. Every Friday. So if I buy $20, I get two of the freebies? You will. Oh, and if I if I buy five fifty dollars I get five of the freebies? You will. Okay, okay. All right. All right. So wow. fast play Fridays happen in four to six PM only, but wherever lottery tickets are sold. Can you say that five times fast? I don't think so. I don't no, don't try it. You haven't had coffee yet, have you? <laughs> <laughs> and then if yeah. you don't happen to win on those fast play tickets, yeah. you go to our app, you become a member of the My 603 Rewards Club, and you can actually scan them to enter into a drawing, and at the end of the month, we're going to award 10 winners just chosen at random, $500 cash. Sweet deal. So does the play ever, you know, the play and the fun ever end here at the lottery? I don't think so. Do you have a master's degree in this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Man, oh man. Yeah, it's called a Lottery 101 after three decades, right? Yeah, well... Yeah, you come by it honestly, though. I mean, look, ah. look what you started with, and now look I at know. it. How much? How much uh, has the state made off of a uh, lottery? How many millions have gone back to education? Oh, two point three billion, billion and counting wow. since nineteen sixty four. Wow! 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 I know. Well, I know. I often think about because back then, nineteen sixty four, three dollar ticket. But think how much. Three dollars was in nineteen sixty four. That was a lot of money. Yeah, it was. You're right. You know. Yep. So we've gone from that one product to just like a multitude of products. So. But you weren't born then. <laughs> oh yeah. I think I was. <laughs> oh no, no. Uh huh. What are you? You're, you're pushing. You're pushing mid thirties. You're mid thirties. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. See, that's what I want to hear. Be positive. All yep. right. Yep. So, big Powerball jackpot, $25 scratch ticket out there, and don't forget about Fast Play Fridays. Fast Free Fridays. I love it. Maura, you are a breath I of know. sunshine, my dear. All right. Well, I love it when people tell me that. All right. Well, we'll talk to All you right. soon. All right. Thanks so much, guys. See Everybody ya. be safe. All okay, right. Bye-bye. Bye. Maura McCann, New Hampshire Lottery. She's She's been doing that for years, man. She loves that job. Yeah. Well, not that long. She's only in her mid-30s. Well, I know. Yeah. But she started young. Nah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> 828 is the time. Going to take a break. Back on the other side. Avec more. to die and you say you belong to me is my mind imagine how the world could be so very fine so happy together Flo and Eddie also known as the Turtles 
Turtles. Hello. Seems I mean, fitting. Yeah, what? <laughs> duh. What was that going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tilt that down a little bit, David. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm shorter than I was last you, week. You sound taller on the radio. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. <laughs> big man. Yeah, big man. Big it is. Man. It is uh, my pleasure to welcome back um, the Squire of Laura Warner, yes. uh, David Carroll, a naturalist, author, bon vivant, swell dresser, great guy. Um, but I figured we might as well get you now. This is kind of like your off season uh, because as soon as the ice breaks, you're going to be. Swamp walking again. Uh, fortunately, I seem to be ambulatory, and I will be swamp walking again. You know, how many years have you been doing this? 30, 40 years? Uh, 72. 72 years. <laughs> okay, whatever. Now, Give or take. I, I would assume. Three decades. I would assume you know everything there is to know about turtles. Is there anything you don't know about turtles after all this time? Well, there's a lot to know. I mean, because they are all over the world. Anywhere where um, it isn't frozen all the time, yeah, there will be a turtle. I, I, I think sometimes, even though you know, we're taking away an awful lot of the natural world and something, uh, I console myself in a way. Any hour of any day, there's a turtle somewhere basking in the sun on the planet. Okay. Now it may be in the Amazon River. Yeah. Yeah. Or wherever. Um, they're they're really widespread. And um, they're just so adapted to the, the, the cycles and everything of the planet. Well, you know, as I always say, they've been here something like 248 million years, and so they've got, they've got it now, now, worked out. Now, I know we've talked about this before. Because of a loss of habitat in New Hampshire. For sure. Okay, we, we have some uh, issues endangered uh, with the turtles. Now, you mentioned... Um, uh, somewhere could be on the Amazon basking, okay? The deforestation that they've had going on in the Amazon. Do the turtles down there face a similar problem with that kind of loss of habitat? Uh, I'm afraid they do because um, down there, and, you know, they have t turtles and tortoises. Mm. Uh, they actually have rainforest tortoises, these beautiful uh, red-footed tortoises. Um, and um, they, yeah, yeah, they require that. Really? Rainforest habitat, and uh, hmm. they're also eating a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing they're still around, actually. Wow. Um, wow. So, and, and you know, the ocean turtles live in the ocean. They live in the deserts. They live in the arid plains of Yugoslavia. They live in certain parts of Russia, believe it or not. Again, anywhere where it isn't totally frozen right. all the time. Right. So in all the years you've done this and you have drawn attention to turtles in New Hampshire through your, your, your art, your writing, your speaking, right. um, has it changed anything? Has it tilted the needle toward the turtles, all of your efforts? Well, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get you to take credit for that. I'm just saying oh. because of that education, well, that information, has that gone to well, the public and helped the turtles? I, I think it has in, in some ways, for sure. I, I think I've raised a lot of awareness. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, to, to Blanding's turtles, and I think it's fair to say we're not really even on the map when I arrived here, you know, half a hundred years ago plus three. Give it to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I have given, you know, hundreds of talks to anywhere from preschoolers, uh, I do university seminars, I, 
uh, I've gotten, you know, the, the, uh, the real scientific community, the PhD people, which I am not. Uh, you know, I'm an artist, naturalist, writer. Um, I did not specialize in the biology of the turtle, for example. What a slacker. But I know. Gee. Well, there's still time. For okay, me. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's still time. There you go. You know, my wheelchair years. Yeah, that's it. I, I when you, I'm going to catch up. When you grow up. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, time. well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm still, well, this is my year of 8 to 80. Okay. I found that first turtle the, at 8. The race is not always to the swiftest, David. <laughs> All right? I hope Take not. your time. No, I, I, I think I'm still in it. But. There you go. Maybe way back there somewhere. But I would. I, you, but, you've got to. You got to give yourself from time to time a, a little pat on the back. Going, they would really be ignored if it hadn't been for the body of work you've done. Right, um, and I do. I, okay. I'll tell you, if it were, if I could shop with plaudits, I'd be doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, actually. Um, but the, the truth is, yes, uh, the awareness is there. The concern. But unfortunately, the real prime movers of habitat loss, the things behind it, um, are something that are incontrovertible. In other words, um, I give a lot of talks. Um, my mantra is we need to leave places alone. As you know, you've heard that at the yep. post office. You've heard it at the transfer station. You've heard it at the market basket. You've heard it on the I radio. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we, we we're not we're not doing that. And when I say we're not doing that, who's not doing that? Well, you know, we uh, we have a business friendly state. Let's say uh, we have we we designate these endangered and at risk species. Um, we have programs to research them, find out where they are. I sometimes think we're finding out where they were. Mm. I mean, this is the bitter truth. Yeah. Um, there is not the political or economic will to really put stuff aside for the natural ecosystems and ecologies. And to me, you need places that are really, one of my favorite Shakespearean lines is exempt from public haunt. Um, Good line. You know, we, we no sooner um, get land trust and conservation I realize the sacrifices people make, how hard the people work to, you know, to quote, unquote, protect land. <clears throat> but then what do we do? Uh, we can't build enough trails. We can't bring in, you know, dog parks. We can't. It, it, it all comes down to a human kind of service first, first. Yep. Now, I'm still looking for the place where the turtle comes first. And when I say turtle, I mean Pachamama. I mean the natural world. And we we just don't we really don't have that. Um, the, at most, you know, we, we'll do surveys and, and so forth, and then a lot of it is a lot of it. Well, maybe I've had an influence in in some ways because um, it's up to private landowners to, um, mm -hmm. if they have the will, you know, to. And I know hunters and everybody hates this, but if you post your land, let's say. At least that's something that the difference between what happens there ecologically and a, and a conservation area is actually quite striking. Yeah, now, that's how it's, that's tough talk. You, oh, you're right. And and uh, <clears throat> when I go out to New Mexico, um, oh, you told me. About, oh. Well, they introduced the gray wolf. Uh, they reintroduced the wolf down in the Gila National Forest, 
and the ranchers and, and, and the hunters are saying they're going to decimate the elk herd. They're going to decimate the free range cattle because that is one of the Catherine County is one of the largest, uh, one of the 20 or 30 largest counties in America, land mass. And what they've done to give the, the wolves a chance is they've shut down the roads in the Gila National Forest. That the the hikers, that the hunters, yeah, that the fish, yeah. all the people that would ingress well, and egress, they're they're saying, hey, 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 no, you can't. And so there's a lot of controversy. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Well, you try that here. Yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately, that's right. I mean, um, and our species really is is pretty much plastered all over the globe, and we have our wants and. Well, we have our needs, then we have our wants and desires and so forth, and right. it's 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 a it's a real battle, and um, were I to win the Powerball or something, I would like to buy land and set it aside. I spent uh, three years. Could uh, we walk on it, or we just stay on the periphery and look at it? Periphery's good. Okay, just, periphery's good. I, I want to the, be the invited. Fact, that's all. No, no, the human presence. Yeah. Changes things immediately. You, you know that. Yeah. Human presence yeah. changes things. Now, I'm all for, and I always say this, I don't give as many talks anymore because there's a certain futility that you get tired of, um, but um, I'm all for trust for public lands. I'm all for places for people to go. And then I say, but where do we not go? You know, we climb the peregrine falcon nesting cliffs to show that we can climb. Yeah. The peregrine falcon cliffs. <laughs> I, I don't know. We, we, we're a, yeah. you know, no, not me. Yeah. We're a busy, a busy bunch of monkeys. But, I know. Um, and and uh, I, I, I had an amazing experience from '94 to '97. I was um, actually got a very rare gig. I was visiting naturalist artists at a, a, a true sanctuary. We use the word protected and sanctuary very loosely. Okay. Um, this is serious. This is this is a sanctuary, the Tupper Hill Sanctuary in Munson, Wales, Massachusetts. It's um, it's owned by the Norcross Wildlife Foundation. And when I was there, they had 4,500 acres of land okay. that was exempt from public haunt. Every 20 paces around the perimeter of this acreage, there was a wooden sign, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you, you can't come here. It's a sanctuary, a wildlife area, nature center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and it did not have guided trails. It did not have to. You know, it was uh, Norcross uh, in the late 30s, early 40s, the man, uh, the family name. He had been kind of a great white hunter, a Teddy Roosevelt sort of guy, actually. And he went to the, I mean, he hunted everything from polar bears to narwhals. And then he had a kind of an Aldo Leopold moment, yep. uh, you know, Aldo who shot the wolf and thought, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then a brilliant writer and voice. Yep. Um, and so he uh, he inherited 100 acres in, uh, in the hills up of Munson, Mass. And then he just decided that he was going to extend that. So any, he would go around to all the farms and so forth in the area and just tell the people, um, if you ever want to sell this farm, let me know, let me know. And instead of moving in and, you know, doing what we do when we buy a farm. Yeah, I know. Um, he put, he would just put the signs around those. They're up to 80,000, uh, I'm sorry, they're up to 8,000 acres now. Wow. 
And it really truly is uh, just, just for the natural world. But they contracted me to go in and um, document the state-listed species, endangered species in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Now, Massachusetts, I don't know of another, another state that has such a, a, a truly tough regulatory system. They have a, an Endangered Species Act. There's a lot of opposition to that, of course. But if, and this, this includes plants, moths, landings, okay. yep. turtles, yep. and so forth. If that is found, if uh, on something on the endangered species list is inhabiting an area, say, Cisco Systems, and this is a real example. I have a friend who works with a lot of this stuff, who wants to build a 100-acre uh, business park or so forth, mm-hmm. and they find they, they there are documented box turtles there. Well, the, the uh, person or agency has to contract they're a certified uh, biologist mm-hmm. to go in and and see and see are they here what what is you know then they they study the the use the box turtles are making of that property so on and so forth and they don't uh, they don't stop a project but the project must be designed and, and this got to be tricky in a lot of times um so that it not only does not interfere with the persistence of that species, right. and it can be a weed, okay. um, but actually enhances its chances of persistence. And they do not get a permit until they can, quali- you know, yep. Nothing like meet that the in qualification. New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine? Oh, oh, we're a long way from that. Okay. I mean, it's voluntary. You, you look up natural heritage and this and that, the first thing they say is we are not a regulatory agency. Regulatory is not a real, gotcha. not a, not a real favorite word. And, um, but anyway, they, uh, I, their fear, I think, was, <clears throat> well, the, the cause was if I documented that these endangered reptile and amphibian species were there, which there were several, wood turtle, spotted turtle, although they did listed that one, marble salamanders, um, and so forth, it would give them a little more uh, leverage in trying to keep that status, that nonprofit, mm-hmm. nobody goes on this gotcha. land. Gotcha. Because their fears were that being thrown out or losing their tax status or eminent domain. I mean, that property is like a whole town of Wales. It goes down into the Stafford Springs, Connecticut. Now, let's say somebody wanted to make a highway a highway from um, Palmer, Mass., and the Mass Pike down into Connecticut in the mm, stores, mm-hmm. Yukon area, for okay. example. Yep. Yep. They could take on that sanctuary's land as an, you know, a, something to go for because anywhere else, if they did that, they would have hundreds of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of businesses, homes, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. Yep, yep. So they they feel very vulnerable for that. Wow. So I was there to add the the documentation mm-hmm. to give another layer. See, you didn't need a PhD for that. Uh, no, I did. Well, <laughs> come to think of it, there you go. Well, I would have charged. I said, look at the money I just saved you, David. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the rare paying turtle jobs I ever had. I had a, well, I went down for three three days each month and stayed at a cabin on the edge. They do have a visitor center of 20 acres 
oh. with with trails with native uh, wild uh, wildflower plantings and so forth. Only on that twenty acres you can travel. Yeah, yeah, okay. they have okay. that, and they have a museum there. They have free programs, but here's the balance: twenty acres yeah. for Homo sapiens. Yeah. 8,000 8, acres. acres for the critters. Yeah. Now, I'd like to see that yeah. a little more often. I get you. All right. Wow. Uh, 849, David Carroll, in-house. It's warm. He's not going anywhere. We're taking a break. Back on the other side with more after this. Great. I was touching on the other aspect of your career, uh, Beatles paperback writer. I mean, you get know, <laughs> I'm trying to cover it all here for you, David. I should have turned out a lot of paperbacks or something. Da- <laughs> David uh, Carroll uh, in the house with us today. Um, Glad to be here. And, and we, uh, always, it's always, we always learn something from you. Now, now, which begs the question, you've been doing this for a whole bunch of years. What have the turtles taught you? <laughs> You have to. That, you you that, have this innate relationship. I should have about twenty answers to that. But well, you I should. I know. I know. But I know, but I, know, I mean, I know, what I what know. do you walk away with at the end of the day? They they must have taught you something. It's 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 difficult to explain, even though I've written five books trying to do that. Oh, it's probably Zen, but you know. Well, you know that that comes along, and people say, "Well, wow, Jesus, David, you spend a lot of time out there along the streams and brooks and." Uh, do you meditate? I say no, no, not not per se. Or are you a Buddhist? I said no, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not. I don't need that. What I get from that is, I am in. I am so aware of the non-human world, and I will never be. I'm a witness. I'll never be a part of it. That that's okay. Yeah. I am a witness. You're an observer. Yeah. I am an I, observer. I and I, I just, I just have feelings of, you know, insights. And, and um, Lorette thinks I have ESP with turtles. It is quite amazing the preternatural experiences I have through the turtle. Uh, well, you know, when I found that first one at age eight, it literally changed my life uh, because it did. You know what it did? And I wrote, write about this in my books. Um, it opened a door. It opened a way for me to enter a whole new universe, a whole new way of existence or being uh, something. And, uh, you know, I write that I, I had a, it, it was a pass key into this. And it was also a pass key to get me out of the completely human-centered world that was all I had known for my whopping eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just by family circumstances, I ended up uh, shifting from a, a railroad town in central Connecticut to uh, coastal, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, central Pennsylvania <coughs> to coastal Connecticut, which at the time had these ponds and swamps. And I went out that one day and I had that experience all by myself. And, and it really did. It opened the door. There are doors. There are doors there that open. One that let me out. Um, and obviously, I'm in the human world big time. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, 
but it, and it is hard to describe. Well, you you know that you well, yeah. you feel that, but, you, but not to the extent. Yes, I love being in the woods. I, I'm right. I'm content there. I, I love it. Right. But the dichotomy with you is you're an observer. I'm not. I'm not touching anything. I'm just. I'm watching. Right. But in order to take the message that the turtles yes. are doing, you have to come back to the world that you really hate to tell them. Yeah. This is beautiful. Don't screw it up. Well, and, and there's the dichotomy that you have to walk uh, between the two worlds. That immediately brings to mind Plato's. I don't have a PhD, but I have. I have well, yeah, you, know. you read. I get that. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, I went yeah. to school once. Yeah, yeah. Uh, myth of the cave. Okay. Everybody's living in this cave, and that's the world. That's all they want to know about. Yeah. That's all they want to know about. Yeah. Um, and they think that's all there is. And someone leaves the cave, goes out into the world and the sun and all and comes back and talks about it and they <laughs> clobber him yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. um, so you're not you're not thanked well I am no I am I, I am appreciated I am valued uh, I, I am very grateful for the uh, and I am grateful for having the opportunity to be the voice of the turtle once once I found that turtle and all and then I began to discover my art and my writing and so forth you know, I am not unsympathetic to the human dilemmas, situations. All right, we're, we're done. We're done. Oh, I'm sorry, David. Okay. We're out. Uh, still, you have your gallery in Warner. Yep. The flag's flying, says open. You can go, go see there. <laughs> we put it up. There you go. 24-7. Uh, go see David Carroll. I mean, the okay. guy's a fountain of, of information. Great writer, uh, great artist, and Lorette. Magnificent work as well. It's quite a combo. Oh, it really is. Ain't you a pair? I love it. Yeah, we're lucky. Well, thank you. David, as always, I always learn something. Thank you. We'll do it again. You're welcome. And I would love any time to come back. Count on it. Yep. We got news on the way. Back with more later. Seven of the eighties. Two and three people. Poll. Two out of three people think must be a small poll. I uh, think Will Smith should be charged with assault. Really? <laughs> charged with assault. Wow! Wow! Okay. Um, new study came out. Uh, okay. Um, do you have a longer ring finger? Hmm. Do, 
your uh, your ring finger. Yeah. Uh, previous studies showed that having a long ring finger is a sign of higher testosterone levels in the womb. On the other hand, a longer index finger signals higher levels of estrogen. Huh. Typically, men have longer ring fingers and women have longer index fingers. Now, what they're saying is that um, this finger, people who have larger size differences between the fingers on their left hands and right hands are at even greater risk of having more severe cases of COVID-19. <laughs> what? I, I, hello? Okay. Although most people only experience mild COVID, the elderly and men are more likely to have severe cases that requires urgent care. And the, the scientists are now wondering if a man's testosterone level plays a role in disease severity. One theory is that uh, high testosterone levels cause COVID to worsen. However, another study links low levels in the elderly men to a severe case of the virus. To figure out which is right, they examined the size ratios of the second, third, fourth, and fifth digits on the hands of 150 people. Okay. And they, yeah, they, they, they did hand models, I guess. <laughs> um, feminized differences in digit ratios in hospitalized patients support the view that individuals who have experienced low testosterone and or high estrogen are prone to severe expression of COVID-19. So people that have testosterone or estrogen are at high risk for COVID-19, basically. Well, they're saying that's why the most at-risk group is elderly males. Oh, I'm like, oh, man. Now they're saying, could testosterone defeat the pandemic? Oh, that's all I need to speak a couple octaves higher. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Break out uh, those estrogen supplements. Well, you know, this is, this is the news that we look at. <laughs> First space hotel, first space hotel is going to open in 2027 with, you sitting down, with activities you can't do on Earth. Sure, we screwed it up down here. <laughs> now let's do it up there. Wow. Unbelievable. That's I, something. I, I keep looking for, you know, some good stories. Right. Uh, robot cooks moving into malls, airports, and military bases. Huh. So we're going to, you know, replace the, uh, huh. uh, you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are they going to have AI uh, coming in doing this show? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I meant to talk to you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Can I be here when you tell Jeannie? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She's staying and I'm going? Oh, no, no. no. We're going to talk about this. No, we're just going to get a soundboard with that. She's, li she's listening now in Florida going, what? What? Wait, what? Yeah, what's happening? I'm coming home. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. 9 10 yeah. is the time. Thank you to David. Uh, yeah, he's the, great. The, the, but I mean, uh, you look at the world that he uh, is comfortable in, mm. and, and um, uh, there's nothing there. And, yeah. and believe me, I get it. Uh, when I'm out west, uh, and I've had the pleasure of, of uh, hitting some spaces in, in Wyoming and Montana and uh, Colorado and uh, Arizona, New Mexico, there's nothing nothing mm. i love it mm -hmm. and and i preach to parents get your kids out in the woods uh because you get a kid and i know it was with me uh and the kids because i grew up in a rural area of maine um we were negotiating our way out of the woods you know at an early age yeah you know we do 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 oh where are we um okay well in a, um uh, the brook's going down okay yeah we'll follow the brook, brook, brook. 
we got out of the woods. Yep. There's a feeling of accomplishment. Right. That I got in, mm-hmm. I got out. A lot of people don't get that. They bring all the technology with them. Right. And they don't look around to see, you know, get the lay of the land. And uh, I, I love it. But so here's David, who spends has spent years out in there tracking, you know, turtles, species, uh, and seeing the habitat disappear, what that does to them. Then he's got to come back to... Uh, the great unwashed, right. you know, yeah. and say, hey, by the way, while I've been in here, this is what you're doing to it. Yeah. And I, I can see the, a lot of deaf ears going, yeah, but we could put 17 houses up there <laughs> and we need workforce housing in New mm-hmm. Hampshire because if we don't get more people coming into the state, they're going to leave us. And blah, 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 blah. They'll make an argument for it. Right. And here's David saying, hello. Yeah. Okay. These turtles disappear. That's this echelon of the ecosystem that disappears. You're screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, so we lose a few turtles. What's the big deal? We could have umpteen million dollars coming in here. Money trumps. Money trumps, man. Oh, yeah. it's, it's hard sell when you got some guy who's devoted his life to that. Right. It's got to be frustrating. Well, not even, not even just the the nature aspect of it, but you know, in terms of you know the the ecosystem or the, you know like the chain of whatever. But, you know, just, I mean, you know, it's not a coincidence that you look at, you know, social media use and, you know, kids being online nonstop and levels of depression skyrocketing. And, you know, there's a correlation between, you know, nature and just feeling good. Yeah, but the problem is we always wake up to this like 30 years after the fact going, Uh, oh, yeah, damn. Yeah. (laughs) But did we learn anything? No, 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 no. Oh, I know. Um, um, I remember. um, Oh, um, oh, gosh. I met this author. Um, was it the last child in the woods? Mm. Um, he did a kind of a series, and about how the kids, uh, you know, uh, my generation, you had an aunt, an uncle, or grandparents that had a place out in the country. Yeah. Okay, so you'd go see aunt, mm-hmm. uh, Grammy, you know, uh, and you'd play in the fields, you'd play in the woods. That was your exposure to nature. Yeah. Then they passed away, and blah 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 blah. And you became more urbanized, right? Um, and now the generation in the 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 eighties, nineties, you know, the boomers, the Zs, uh, they don't have that exposure. No. And they were asking, well, um, why do you uh, would you rather play inside or outside? And one kid said, oh, inside. Why? Well, that's where the electrical outlets are. <laughs> I mean, th- yeah. that that no, was true. A, a simple response. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there's my connection. Right. That's that's sad. It is. You know, <laughs> it and, really and is. of course, here we, we're the old people looking at them going, oh, my God, that's no, 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 no. See, you need to get outside. Yeah. And, oh, you know, you look at the clouds and, you know, you would imagine what the shapes were and, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, just, yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. And, it's and, you it's know, really depressing to think about. It really, honestly. it really is. Yeah. When when you see that stuff. Yeah. Um, place I mean, I think there's obviously like a you know a, a place for technology, and I you know, and I'm proud of you know what we've accomplished as oh, a absolutely. species. But at the same time, you know, you have to balance it with, you know, nature and you know the things that you know humans evolved over millions of years with. You know. I know. I know. But now it, it is unfortunate. Um, the place I go to in New Mexico, um, they they have the. Uh, um, satellite dishes um, on uh, railroad beds mm. and uh, they wanted the darkest spot in New Mexico and that's where it is yep. uh, it's about an hour an hour northeast of where I go uh, down in the Gila 
and it's nothing. Horizon to horizon, unobstructed view of the sky. Mm. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And there's nothing out there. But if you try to incorporate stuff out there, people get angry. They do not like that at all. Yeah. Let's leave it alone. Yep. 9.15. I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. We're to sing Hey Good Looking, Toby Keith, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Clint Black, Kenny Chesney, and the one and only Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, Alan Jackson, George Strait, Kenny Chesney. It's a good lineup. Uh, that's, uh, that's a pretty good concert. Wow. 9.20 is the time. The only person missing in that uh, lineup would be our next guest, Lieutenant Delane Brown, New Hampshire Fish and Game Law Enforcement down in uh, District 6. Morning, Delane. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Living the dream. How about you? <laughs> living the dream it's a busy dream but we're living it now okay now now uh, for people who don't know district six is the seacoast you you go into uh lee durham that area uh and then down to uh the mass so you've got a pretty small chunk people say how busy can you be well um yeah we have the uh inland towns out to you know, essentially Route 108 is our uh, north-south line all the way down to the coast. But then, uh, you know, we're out on the water um, anywhere from, you know, Great Bay out to uh, federal waters wow. doing patrols. Wow. Do you, uh, now, is, you've been there for a few years now. Uh, did, does it take some acclimation? I mean, it's different than being in, in District 4, you know, uh, out of Keene or uh, up in the north country. It's a whole different um dynamic down there isn't it it, it is it, it it took a lot of acclimation and uh, a lot of studying uh when you don't deal with something every day it uh it can get rusty after your trainee period and then uh you know here i am uh i think i'm keeping up with it <laughs> yeah yeah but you must be thankful your knees must be thankful that you're not having to go up monadnock or kearsarge or uh any of the whites looking for lost hikers well, occasionally I still get a chance to go out and play, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot flatter on the seacoast. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was joking around with one of my coworkers the other day. I think I'm, I think I'm one of the only wardens that have worked all three corners of the state. I spent the first couple of years of my career up in in uh, Coas County, and then a decade and a half over in uh, yep. Region Four, yep. District Four, the southwestern corner. Now I'm on the coast, so it's been uh, it's been fun all the way around. I, well, you've seen, you've seen, uh, you've had a real good uh, snapshot of all of New Hampshire. Yeah, I used to stay up in Coa. It was, uh, you know, bears and snowmobiles, and down in District 4 was skunks and four wheelers. And now I'm on the coast with all the uh, coastal activity. It's, wow. it's been now, a well rounded, well rounded career. Now, you've got, uh, didn't I see something? You've got, um, um, what is it, a lobster trap cleanup coming up? Yeah, April 16th uh, is Lobster Trap Coastal Cleanup Day. Well, what's that uh, all about? 
Well, all the commercials uh, and recreational fishermen, uh, lobstermen, uh, lobster harvesters, they uh, they get together with, with our department and other volunteers and and do what they can to clean up any uh you know, derelict or damaged gear, washed up gear on the shorelines to keep the coastline clean. It's uh, it's a team effort, and it's always a huge success. And it's scheduled for uh, April sixteenth, the same day as Discover Wild New Hampshire Day. But uh, we'll we'll make it happen. I got you. Now, now, if somebody is down on the coast and a lobster trap is on the uh, is on the beach, they can't pick that up. That that's still private property, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, state law says that only the trap owner. Uh, or a conservation officer can pick it up. So, uh, ah, okay. Yeah, un- unfortunately, it's a little bit of an eyesore. But if uh, if the public calls us and says, "Hey, there's a trap washed up on on Jenna's Beach," we'll we'll go down and take care of it. Uh, try to get it back to the, uh, the owner if uh, if it's identifiable, or dispose of it in a uh, recycling bin uh, where the, the actual the recycling money comes back to. Uh, back into the industry sure. called uh, fishing for energy is the program oh because i know some people would see it and go hey there's a little coffee table you know slap some glass on that put some legs on it i could do that <laughs> yeah unfortunately not everybody knows the rules and we do uh from time to time yeah. deal with, uh, you know complaints of people stealing lobster gear and sometimes people just don't know wow and and uh i know there's a bill in the legislature for scuba divers uh, to to maybe catch lobsters. I don't know where that bill stands, but I think uh, can can scuba divers get scallops? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, they can. Okay, I believe it's open until April fifth. April fourteenth is the last day for it. Oh, okay. Wow. No, I but I I knew that there was a bill to, uh, and I guess. Uh, the uh, uh, lobster industry, the commercial fishermen were pushing against it. I don't know where where that bill stands right now, but I, I thought uh, thought you could pick up scallops, so it didn't seem like a huge leap to go from scallops to, to lobster, but uh, that would be just one more thing for you to have to enforce, right? It would. It would, it would be a very difficult one to enforce. Uh, you know, of course, the officers, their fishing game, don't make the rules, but we're uh, obligated to enforce them. It's, it's, it would be hard. I mean, We'd have to be down there diving to, to witness what they're doing. Um, oh yeah, you know, I think the, the the biggest one of the biggest complaints from uh, lobster harvesters is you know the potential that they they could be uh, pulling them out of traps rather than foraging them off the the sea floor. What's what's the what biggest problem you have, Delane, with with fishermen that come down? Uh, because I mean, you know, fishing up in uh, Winnipesaukee or fishing up on Sunapee is one thing, but fishing down on the coast, whole different set of rules, different fish. What what do they forget? Uh, one of the biggest things we're seeing right now is uh, we had a, a change to uh, the hook requirements for for uh, striped bass and bluefish and sharks. Uh, you're not required to use a uh, circle hook um, if you're going to use uh, use uh, bait. So circle hook is, is required for any uh, any lift, any any bait like mackerel or clams. Okay. So. Okay. And and if they yeah. don't if they don't have that, is that a violation? Do you take the license? I mean, or or is that a GID? I suppose ignorance is not a defense, but you know what are they supposed to do? It it, it is a violation. It can be a fine. Okay. Um, our officers are typically giving warnings. Uh, uh, for for circle hooks, if it's egregious, you know the person's already been warned once, then uh, then it's certainly ticketable. Uh, and we have quite a bit of outreach material. It's it's in our uh, 
Saltwater Fishing Digest, uh, you know, the definition of circle hooks and pictures of it. I think it's page 13. Um, and we've got some outreach materials that we hand out with some samples of circle hooks in different sizes. So uh, anytime there's a rule change on the coast and even inland, uh, outreach, is our, outreach and education are our priorities. So um, realizing that not everybody's down there to intentionally violate the law. It's, uh, sure. You know, things change and sometimes people don't stay up to speed on it. So are we going to see you at uh, Discover Wild New Hampshire Day or are you going to be uh, working the beaches on cleanup for lobster traps? Well, I think Sergeant Hawks is going to be down uh, doing the, the coastal cleanup, kind of monitoring things. And then uh, uh, James Benvenuti and his canine Cora are going to be at Discover Wild New Hampshire Day doing a canine demonstration. Cool. And then Conservation Officer Graham Courtney and I are going to be manning a, a table that's uh, going to have all the information folks need for state and federal regulations uh, for, uh, for fishing. And, yeah, it's going to be a great day. Hopefully the weather, fingers crossed, hopefully the weather holds out. I know, I know, but after we got shut out by COVID, people are just want to get back out there. They want to they want to see it. They look forward to it. Yeah, they may be parking at the Steeplegate Mall to walk in. Yeah. If it's a nice day. Yeah, no, it's, it, they put five, ten thousand people through there, so it's always a big event. It is. No, no look well. I've seen big ones. Hopefully uh, I'll catch up with you there, Delane. Yeah, we'll see you there. All right. Have a good one. Thanks for checking in. We really appreciate it. Stay safe. And, uh, All right. Stay safe, everyone. All right. See ya. Lieutenant Delane Brown, um, District 6, uh, down on the seacoast, New Hampshire Fishing Game. And you've seen uh, uh, Graham, and you've seen uh, Ben Venuti, and uh, the Canine Cora, if you watch Northwoods Law. And uh, Discover Wild New Hampshire Day is going to be on Saturday, April 16th, the same day that they're having the coastal cleanup. So they'll be down there with that, and um, but as, uh, Benvenuti and Cora will be at uh, Fishing Game headquarters up on Hazen Drive in Concord, and Delane will be there as well. So you know, um, and they they still have the uh, those little cards. Um, oh yeah, um, the dog cards. Um, so uh, you can get them to sign the little autograph on the Fishing Game baseball cards. Is basically <laughs> what they are. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up on the 16th. I'm sure we'll talk to Mark Beauchene, New Hampshire Fishing Game Department, or uh, some of the other folks at Fishing Game about Discover Wild New Hampshire Day, because that's, wow, less than three weeks away. Yeah, like wow, a week. Screaming, yeah. 9.30 is the time. Still spitting a little snow right now. Nah. A little squall, but doesn't look like it's going to amount to anything. Nah. We'll take a break. Back on the other side with more. Eddie Rabbit, driving my life away. 9.35 is the time. 
for the nation's top 10 metro areas with the highest population growth last year were in what state? Uh, God, that's a good question for metropolitan growth. Yep. Um, for the nation's top 10 metro areas with the highest population growth last year were in... I'm going to say Arizona. Florida. 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 Wow. More than any other state. Huh. Yep. Interesting. They're all going to Florida. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder if that's just mostly retirees or... Oh, you calling Jeannie old? <laughs> Jeannie, did you hear that? No, that's not, not, not what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, Florida, I, I've been there. I, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, I've, I went there as a kid, like up into my teens, and I just, uh, I mean, it's not, you know, it's I, I, for like the, you know, the theme park value, I guess it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. But would I want to live there? The humidity would just kill me. That's, you know, I, I have friends that live in Bama, Mississippi, Florida. Yeah. You go from your air-conditioned apartment to your air-conditioned car to your air-conditioned right. office, and if yeah. it's not there, you're sweating. Right. You're taking a shower. Let's say you take a shower at 6 in the morning. Yep. By 10, if you're out, take another shower, another change of clothes. <laughs> right. After lunch, another shower. It's like, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't do it to me. No, I, I'm much more a Southwest kind of person. Yeah. Uh, Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah, exactly. I, I can do that. Yep. But like they say, it's dry heat. Yeah. yeah, 114 still hot. Okay. Well, the problem with that is, I mean, it's I, as much as I'd like to live over there, I just look at the water issue. Wow. You know, especially you know, 10, 20 years down the road when it's just completely dried up. Yep. I mean, there's going to be millions and millions of people there that are just well know, desperate need of, um, of water. <laughs> they don't have it. When I was uh, when I was back in New Mexico in December, um, the real rural area uh, that I go to, uh, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, there used to be for sale signs all over the place. Gone. No. Gone. No. Oregon, California, uh, and uh, Oregon, California, Nevada yep. are coming in and buying up the land. Yep. Uh, and I'm talking, you know, 100 acre, 200 acre, 300 acre spots mm-hmm. and sucking these things just up. Oh, yeah. They're going to make a ton of money in the future. You know? Yep. Um, because it's that's just the way it's going. So. Well, I mean, I saw an article yesterday. I think it was said in the last year, like seven percent of people in New York City had left. Yeah, you know, and same with LA. I think you know people were migrating out towards, like you said, like Arizona and you know just east a little bit. But the problem is, it's kind of like the people out there are saying, "Don't bring your crap out to us." Right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We don't like your crap. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and and to a certain extent, we New Hampshire has that rep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hey, we like it here. Yeah. Okay. You want to move up from Bill Ricca or or Avon, Connecticut, mm-hmm. or or Woonsocket? Yay! Mm-hmm. But don't bring that garbage with you. Yeah. We like it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's a dirt road. Okay. <laughs> don't come up here and tell me you want streetlights on it. You want it paved. You want you want. Then stay where you are. Right. We're happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I got a healthy dose of that growing up as a kid in Maine. It was, mm. it was a farm town. Mm-hmm. It was like, leave us alone. Yeah. Um, well, the, the the road gets all dusty, and, and <laughs> my windows are, what, did you buy the house at midnight? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. Uh, drives yeah. me nuts. I know. Just drives me nuts. Yeah. So, um, 9.39 is the time. I, I usually find one of these a day, uh, and I love it. It's uh, it's, we should get a sponsor for this. Uh, it's the segment of the show I call, seriously, dude, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> um, a contractor working at the Navy SEAL Museum was arrested for trying to steal a ballistic vest 
It was worn by a member of SEAL Team 6 that raided Osama bin Laden's Pakistan hideout. Yeah. Uh, 30-year-old guy working inside the museum. An employee noticed he was acting suspiciously. (laughs) When he later packed up his tools, began to leave, the female employee told cops, she noticed a Navy SEAL ballistic artifact was missing from the room that he was working in. Apprised of the item's disappearance, they confronted Rust, who reportedly copped to swiping the vest. Ready for this? Because he wanted to take a picture of it. (laughs) Yep. Police recovered the vest from his toolbox. Museum official estimated the vest was worth $50,000 because it was part of the uniform of a Navy SEAL veteran worn during the Osama bin Laden raid, uh, killed May 2011 when SEAL Team 6 raided his uh, Pakistani compound. Uh, Russ was arrested, felony, larceny charge, booked into the county jail, where he's being held in lieu of $10,000 bond. Seriously, dude, what the hell were you thinking? $50,000, I wanted a picture. You had a picture of it before you threw it in your toolbox. Right, right. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. Unbelievable. Steal uh, something so to take a picture Now you got a police record, and you got some SEAL Team 6 dudes really torqued <laughs> yeah, at yeah. you. Those aren't the people you really want yeah, to Yeah, that, that, no. that, yeah. Forget the guys in the joint. I'm talking <laughs> SEAL Team 6 yeah, guys. I know. Yeah, they got the thousand-yard stare thing going on. Yeah. Uh, don't be messing with them. No. Um, and uh, uh, sweet old lady. I don't know. Um, citizens are confused about using the 911 system. Do not call police... 911 if you have encountered a chicken difficulty at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Lisa Castro called 911 to report being upset because she only got four pieces of chicken instead of eight. Ugh. And the manager won't give her the rest of the chicken. She said, I'm calling police. I'm going to be sitting in a Dodge SUV waiting for you. And she was told that the chicken beef was not a police matter. It's a civil matter. No charges were filed. And we don't uh, know whether she got her four pieces of chicken. You don't call 911. I'm amazed at how many stories like that there are. Oh. And especially with, for whatever reason, it seems to always revolve around fast food restaurants. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, McDonald's. Or, or the or... dumb ones who just had a dope deal. Mm. I think they sold me oregano. Call 911. Can you yeah. test this? Right, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Someone give me fake drugs. And you know the cop working at the desk is going, am I lucky or am I good? <laughs> You know? I know. Sure, I'll help you, kid. Yeah. Unbelievable. No problem. Yeah, seriously, dude. What the hell were you thinking? Uh, we got to get a sponsor for this segment. Yeah. I can fill it. No, <laughs> no problem. 942, we'll take a break. Back on the other side with more. OU812, Van Halen, <laughs> come on, baby, finish what you started. I, you know, and 
it was without Diamond Dave, but he did a good job. He did a good job. Reminds me of my rock station days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, uh, 9.48 is the time. Um, Going to be reaching a high today of about 27 in western Merrimack County, eastern Sullivan County. Yeah. Um, chilly tonight, overnight lows around 20. Tomorrow, 40. Not as cold. Uh, Thursday, 45. Afternoon rain. Uh, Friday, 47. Cloudy with a shower. Rain shower. Um, going into the weekend, 40, 48, uh, 45, 47. It looks so, like it's supposed to be clear, too. So I see a bunch of rain. Uh, well, I see, I think the most of the rain is supposed to be Thursday through Friday morning. Yeah. And then it's supposed to start Saturday, Sunday up. are okay. Yeah. And then Monday, uh, rain mixed with snow early. Rain, <sighs> snow, 47 on Tuesday. And then 40s and 50s straight on. So this might be our last little aberration. Yeah, I know. Which would be kind of nice. Um, in case, I, I don't think it mentioned it, so it probably, um, there was an accident down in Bedford uh, earlier this morning on 114, uh, but it has been cleaned up. So yeah. if you were heading south down that way and you're staying off uh, 89 and 93, just trying to save gas and on 114, don't worry about it. The crash has been cleared. There were a bunch yesterday. Mm. Yesterday was a nightmare. Did you see that Pennsylvania, that big? I-81. I- yeah. The, the 20 car. Wheel. Yeah. And you had... The, the accident scene here. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, here comes this tractor trailer. It wasn't slowing down at all. He plowed into... I'm like, really? <laughs> Did... Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you saw all these cars that had already been crashed out. And this guy was coming full board, just plowed into the back of a tractor trailer. Blew it. Oof. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Scary stuff. It really is. Uh, um, there was one in 89. I think it was last winter. With the tractor trailer and yeah. several cars. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nasty one. Yep. Um, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah. Um, here's something that you and I are going to miss as well. Hmm. Uh, the president is pitching the largest tax hike in history. Um, he's proposing $2.5 trillion in tax increases. Um, but this is for the rich. Ah. Yeah. Uh, the higher taxes would be borne by Wall Street and the top sliver of u.s households see that always concerns to me when they use words like sliver instead of actual percentages yeah i know <laughs> what is sliver is that like 40 percent of americans or is that you know and, yeah. and i get when people uh, when people are oh taxes outlined include a minimum 20 percent tax on incomes of households worth 100 million or more oh, okay <laughs> like I, said, I, I was initially worried but yeah, I, no, no, i think no, no. i'm a ways off no we're fine yeah it's okay uh just just barely yeah know, yeah, but, yeah 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 Take a pass on that pay increase. I'll just have to put in a couple hundred extra million into charities this year. Um, And and I get when people are upset. They they look at Amazon and they're saying they paid no taxes. Yeah. Okay. It's not Amazon's fault. Right. It's the government's fault. It's the government's fault. (laughs) Right. Right. You know. I I mean, corporations are corporations. Yeah. And I don't care whether you're a a mom and pop corporation in New Hampshire. You've got forty people. You don't want to pay a dime. Yeah. I get it. And if you've got a good accountant that can say, oh, here's a loophole, here's this, you meet the qualifications for this, take this, did, 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 bang, oh, you owe $47. Right. Okay, you made yeah. $17 million, Right. but it's not their fault. Right. So, I it, mean, and we're, we all do the same thing, you know, whether we're individuals or corporations. I mean, we're all trying to do our taxes and, you know, take every dollar we can get. You know. You know, I mean, nobody's going to actively just throw millions of extra dollars to the government and say, hey, take it. My yeah. uh, my uh, accountant says, "Hey, um, 
you're not going to pay a dime if you're not if you don't legitimately owe it. If you do, I'm not covering for you. You mm-hmm. owe. Yeah. And but I will do everything legally mm-hmm. that I'm entitled to do. Yeah. And so I go, okay, fine. And you know, a couple of years I've had to pay. I was like, ouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, okay. Yeah. But don't don't. I know it's always nice. Corporations are not people. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. But they're doing. They've got accountants. They're, they're paying thousands and tens of thousands right. of dollars to attorneys. And it is ironic that we look at the corporations as the the evil. Yeah. You know, in the in the situation when really they're just doing what <laughs> makes sense to them. You know, I mean, it's, you know, anything, everything that's legal. Yep. They're con- you know, they're they're lobbyists go right. to Congress and say, you know, we really don't like that bill. Mm-hmm. And here's why it's not good. And oh, Congressman goes, oh, okay. How much are you giving me on my reelection? Five thousand. Okay. Yep, I'm voting no on that. Okay, we know how it works. Yeah. So, so you can't yell at Ford Motor Company or Mobile or they're playing by the rules that Congress set up. Hmm. So, yeah. yell at yell at your senators. Yeah. Yell at. Your I mean, is it all is it all corrupt on both sides? I'm sure it is, but you know, I know. it is what it is. I know. But finally, I was looking at this, going, "Oh, good, a tax increase, not going to affect me." It will somehow. I'm oh, sure. Well, that's what, yeah. I'm just wondering what, where the fine print is, where it says, "Oh, and uh, you know, also the other hundred million taxpaying Americans are also going to pay you extra." Well, if he drops it down to a hundred bucks, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three digits. But, yeah, but this this billionaire's minimum income tax would raise three hundred and sixty-one billion in revenue over ten years. Now, you think you don't think that their accountants, the billionaires' accountants, are not sitting there now going. <laughs> Sharpen the pencils. Yeah. Let's get on top of this now. Well, the other thing, I mean, it's, uh, you know, when you really think about how much the government spends, that's such a fraction. I mean, $350 billion over 10 years. No, that's no. like $3.5 billion a year. That's nothing. It really It's isn't. a billionaire. There's nothing. I mean, it's, nope. uh, it's, it's really not doing anywhere near enough to make any substantial difference. Under the proposal, the wealthiest Americans would be required to pay a tax rate of at least 20% of their full income or the combination of wage income and whatever they've made in unrealized gains. If the billionaire is not paying 20% on their income, they will owe a top-up payment that makes up the difference to meet the new minimum. Mm. Wow. Ugh. Unbelievable. I don't know. But because many of the ultra-rich derive their wealth from soaring value of assets like stock and property, which are not considered to be taxable income unless that individual sells, they are legally able to store their fortunes and reduce their tax liability. Under current law, a gain is only taxed if and when the owner sells the asset. I don't know. I'm always on the fence with this kind of thing between, you know, just growing business and... I know. But <laughs> and the, then just greed. But where the rules are... Where, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, you're right. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, right now it is. You know, I mean, it's... Everyone's playing by the quote-unquote rule book, so... Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... <laughs> you can't fault them. Under his uh, plan, uh, the nation's deficit would shrink by more than $1 trillion over the next decade. In fiscal year 2021, the federal deficit reached nearly 2.8 trillion. If we stand that track, we'll. Uh... While the national debt balloon passed 30 trillion. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you're going to give you free money. Hey. Every time they say free money, seriously, do you really think it's free? Yeah. Um, you know the COVID, uh, the COVID checks that you got, right? 1,400, whatever. <laughs> right. Okay, it's not free. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and, that, and that extra tax on the billionaires, that's going to pay for what? Maybe a, a tenth of the just the refund che- or those checks that we're giving I out? Know. And now you've got, they want to uh, tap the oil companies uh, to pay up 
extra money so they can give you and me the $400 a month rebate checks. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah so every time the gas, for every month gas stays over four dollars a gallon yeah. or something they'll give you four hundred dollars yeah. which you know is never going to happen no they're never going to agree to that it's all posturing yeah but look what we're doing for you right. you poor little people yeah. well, for us i mean i'm sure the entire purpose of that is to just make the oil people look like the bad guy and the government's doing everything they can to you know make everything reasonable they always do that they, oh, yeah. they always talk about price gouging and we're going to get to the bottom of this yeah and then crickets right you don't hear anything yeah, I remember when the, this whole started exploding. I mean, remember, you know, they were like, well, we'll get rid of the federal gas tax and state gas tax. It's like nothing ever happened. You know, they're obviously not that concerned about, you know, the welfare of American budgets if, nope. you know, it's just all talk and no action. Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, and unfortunately, it's the small people that end up getting. Yeah, I know. You know. And we are getting creamed right now. It's uh, try, bad. Try and get bacon. Try and get, you know. Uh, look at the stuff that the grocery stores. Well, I mean, infl- I mean inflation's gone anywhere from you know like a like seventy percent for some things up to you know in the twenties. Yep. yep. You know, I think they were saying appliances are up like twenty two percent year to year. Gas prices and, yeah, and yeah. grocery stores, oil for heating. Yep. I mean everything. Yeah. Yep. And and look at people on fixed incomes. Well, that that's the thing, and, you know, and wages haven't even come close to no, keeping up. No. So. Well, and and, and uh, social security folks got um, got a what six point. 6.1 or 6.2 percent cost of living increase in january yeah uh great inflation was running at what eight yeah okay so yeah. you're already behind the eight ball right you're just so less I, behind I, the I eight only ball. lost a little bit yeah, less I know, than everyone else i know so it's uh uh it's unfortunate it's a nightmare uh when's when's the ship gonna write i don't know apparently uh russia is now talking about uh they're negotiating in turkey with ukraine uh, and they've said that they would start shifting troops out of the Ukraine mm. as part of... I mean, it's hard to take negotiations seriously when you're poisoning yeah, <laughs> people you're negotiating with. I know. <laughs> I mean, but these are the people, you know, we've been telling you for years, we don't trust the Russians. Mm. You don't trust them. No. The guy who's the head was former KGB. Right now. <laughs> he lied for a living. <laughs> right. Why do you think we trust him? I know. It's ridiculous. God, I don't know. So, going to be know. chilly today, but suck it up. It gets better tomorrow and the day after that. So yeah, nine fifty-eight is the time. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, yep. and uh, um, I think you've got short straw one more day. Yeah, so one more day. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Jeannie. We need you back, girl. That's right. Put on that fake tan and come home. <laughs> Stay warm, kids. We'll see you tomorrow.